Hello. Hi. You are tuned into Synchronicity Podcast. Welcome back. We are here to serve, guide, and navigate these crazy waters that we call life together here at Synchronicity. Hi, and welcome back to Synchronicity Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. And we are so excited because we have sisters on the show today, our first set of sisters. It's very rare that this is a thing because sisters in business and, you know, sisters in life. And without further ado, we're going to throw it over to them to introduce Yeah. Themselves. Well, thanks for having us. Um, we had a blast chatting with you on our podcast. Uh, I'm Renee. We have Lauren. I'm Lauren. And we're real sisters. People always ask me, like, you're not real sisters, are you? Like, we're real, as real as it gets, real sisters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Real. Yeah. And we're lucky that we get to work together. I mean, we live on opposite sides of the country, but we get to work together. So we do the Biohacker Babes podcast together. That's kind of been our joint venture. And it's been an interesting journey to get us where we are today. I'm sure everyone has their own journey that uh, all makes sense in the end. And so for me, I guess a little bit of a backstory is I had a little bit of like a healing crisis in my early twenties. I ended up with chronic fatigue syndrome, traditional medicine had no answers. And so I had to start exploring. And fortunately our parents have been in the holistic health space for 40 years. So I kind of had some guidance of where to go. Mm -hmm. You know, I started doing uh, chiropractic. I had a naturopath, an herbalist, and a massage therapist. Like you name it, acupuncture was doing all the things to try and figure out what was wrong. And the big lesson was it wasn't one thing. I really had to look at everything, and that's how I mm-hmm. became a biohacker. And our goal is to help everyone be a biohacker. We think that everyone on this planet needs to be a biohacker because all it means is you are being an advocate for your body. You're listening to what's going on in your body, whether that's subjective objective, you know, collecting data, figuring out what is going on so you can have optimal health. And for me, like I said, it was all these things. I had mercury toxicity, Epstein-Barr reactivation, adrenal issues, um, all the things that traditional medicine was like, what? We don't even know what you're talking about. Um, So I had to put all those puzzle pieces together. And then I ended up going back to school. I got my master's in nutrition, started working with clients. And then a few years later, uh, Lauren can share her story too, but we were like, man, we're sisters and we're in the same industry. Why don't we do something together? And she was in New York city. I'm in Las Mm -hmm. Vegas. And we said, why not do a podcast? That's something that we can do from anywhere in the world. And then the biohacker babes was born about four and a half years ago. Yeah. I love that. And they have a great, great podcast. If you guys are listening, go listen. Cause Mm -hmm. the, the stuff that they talk about, it's, it's so good because there's, there's things on there that other people aren't talking about in the Thank world you. of biohacking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. it can be a somewhat limited space. Like there's definitely an echo chamber in the biohacking world. And we're really trying to expand that and bridge the gap against or with other communities, even just other industries in the health field, like conventional medicine, biological medicine. It's so easy to fall into that trap of bias and just talking to the same people, confirmation bias. Mm-hmm we don't expand our understanding and consciousness. And so that's kind of our mission is uh, the biohacker babes is just talking to as many people as we can to highlight our blind spots and figure out what we don't know, because we're going to talk about spiritual bypassing. We have to do a lot more listening (laughs) than we do talking. And so selfishly, I love doing the podcast because we get to listen and learn so much. 
and and then that's also just a, a skill in Absolutely. itself is learning to listen more, which helps us as coaches, as friends, as sisters, as just humans in the world. Yeah, you guys just did a post recently on um, like different water filters, and it was like it wasn't a one size fits all. Like you weren't promoting or talking about just one, and then like that's the thing that's like. I love about you ladies is that you, you come at it from like a totally different perspective that everything has a potential to be biohacked, but we have to look at it from, um, a health perspective, right? How can this serve me? What fits into my budget? Like you guys are very, there's fluidity in that. Like it, there's a lot of biohackers out there that are like, Oh, like use this red light. Well, that red light you get on the Instagram yep. post and it's 10 <laughs> grand. Yeah. Whoa, calm down. Like, I mean, I, I'm all about red light therapy, but like the average person may not be able to afford a $10,000 light because they got to feed their kids or whatever. Right. And, um, you know, it, you guys give just a variety. And I love that even like your aura ring post the other day, you guys were talking about that, you know, it's, there's so much to be looked at and to explore out there in the bio world. And you definitely don't just like niche in and just like stay in your little community. You definitely mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Guys. I mean, it's so important. We talked about accessibility before we got in the podcast, right? Cause you girls are interested in uh, starting retreats. Yeah. Health can be really expensive. And in the biohacking world, there's just en endless gadgets every single day. I open my email and there's a new best device ever. That's going to change everything in your life. Well, it's just simply untrue. These things can supplement just in the way that like right. a nutraceutical could supplement but if you're not doing the basics, forget about it. It's all spiritual bypassing if you're not doing the basics. So, so for yeah. some people, biohacking is right. using devices. For us, it's number one is the foundational mm -hmm. lifestyle stuff. Getting into nature, having more yep. quiet time, but also connecting more, eating more real food, looking at how we eat. And that's been my journey as well. So I had a slightly different health crisis. I was living in New York and fell victim to the New York rat race rushing women's syndrome, just like so much all the time. And I got super burnt out. And so for me, it was about doing less. And that's not necessarily what biohacking always teaches. Biohacking sometimes can come across as doing more, but it's such an unwinding. Like what is the least we can do for the most effective results? And that often I think is like the, the greatest path to healing. Less, less doing, more being, more listening and like live as ancestrally as possible. Absolutely. I love that. And well, and that's, it's funny because we just align on so many things, even though we don't know each other that well, because, you know, doing is masculine. Being is feminine and the feminine has died off so much. And I feel like that's why there's so much illness is because we don't just go, you know what world Time out. I'm going to take a damn bubble bath. And if anybody wants, has anything to say about it, that's your problem and not mine because I need yeah. me time. Uh, and it, it is true. Less is more or yeah. And, um, it not very few people teach that it's like, you know, we, we will connect with people all the time and they're trying to sell us something. And I'm just like, okay, great. Like I just, how about just a world where it's like, oh, like I'm genuinely interested in you, not the, oh my gosh, you've been in my, in my meditations and in my dreams. And like, you need to buy this thing. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm going to punch you. Yeah. Like that's what it makes you me need to promote this to your uh, network and to your listeners and followers. That's and like, what gives this world a bad name. 
I don't, I don't like that. It's so icky. Like, again, we all have to make money. We all have to survive. I am not like bashing anybody for making money and doing things, but like, don't bullshit somebody to get them to buy something. And that's what I appreciate about both of you is, um, you know, and where does that come from? You have such authenticity and you're leading with what we call like your soul, right? This is a soul mission. It's your purpose. This isn't just a way to make money. Your souls are both in this. So did that come from your parents? Like how, you know, you two are so aligned and so in your soul's purpose. Like how did that come about? Do you probably a super complex answer, but I I think there's a lot of mom energy (laughs) that is like so radically honest. I don't think either of us have ever been able Mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. lie. I'm a terrible liar. So sales truly brings out all of the like reactive orientation in me. And I know there are people like Renee's husband, Ryan is a technically a salesman and he is so genuine and so honest. And he like the intentions are so pure. There's nothing icky about it. And I, I recognize that people have that in them when they're truly aligned in what they're doing. I think I'm a terrible business person because I'm like, I don't know. What you need today is going to be different than tomorrow. None of these devices are going to do anything for you. Don't keep hiring me. Like, I hope you don't need me. You know, it, it makes yeah, it tricky yeah. from a business perspective, but that's my truth. And that's how I've experienced the most healing. So I, I do think that comes from mom energy and there's a little more backstory to that. Like her father, our grandfather was an alcoholic. And so there was a lot of reactive, um, orientation, just hyper, uh, attentiveness, which created kind of like a survival response, like super on edge. But I think she was always super, super aware. And so some of that was infused. I don't, I don't know, Renee, you probably can fill in another piece of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a terrible liar too. I think that's funny. I've never really thought of it that way, but I actually, it grinds my gears when companies are like, we're going to send you this product in return. You're going to do four Instagram posts and blah, blah. And I'm like, No, No, you're going to send me the product. I'm going to try it. I'm going to give you my feedback. And then we're going to talk because there's a lot of products we've tried that we don't like. I'm like, I'm never agreeing to sharing something that Mm -hmm. doesn't work or that's potentially harmful for people. And, and I think part of it also comes from during my health journey. It was like, I, you know, 15 years ago, it was so hard to get answers. Like the internet is not what it is today. It wasn't what it is today. And I had to do so much research on everything and it was super confusing. So like for me, I just want to like try and do all the hard work for people and then share what has worked for me or what has not worked. But at the end of the day, it's so personal. Like people really have to figure out for themselves what's going to work. But um, yeah, I'm not a good liar. That's hilarious. It's, it's funny. You, you ladies said that we had a company approach us about like promoting like detox and stuff like that. And we were like, cool, like send us the product. And they're like, oh no, no, you no. have to buy it. Red and I was flag. like, what? like what? it was like $600. I'm like, yeah. kick rocks. You so. want me to promote you and you want me to spend it's money. the world like, of influencers though. That's like how but they do it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and, and we see it all the time, right? You get on social media and you can see people that are selling things and you're just like, do you even know what's in that? Like, did you're a bot? Like I recently saw a post from, I won't mention their name, but they are a bot. They're in the air quote biohacking world and they were selling a green juice and it's by some brand. And I looked it up and I was like, that's like 1% greens. (laughs) And uh, yeah. And it, but (laughs) like, you could feel like, 
it wasn't authentic, you know, and like that it's a huge part of the world we're in right now is filtering through mm -hmm. who's being authentic with these. And, you know, kudos to you ladies for like saying no, you know, we have to do it too. I'm like, oh gosh, like, I don't, I don't like your stuff. Yeah. 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 Go away. <laughs> um, or, you know, it doesn't align with what you're representing or like what you're trying your, your story. Right. Cause you have to be authentic to yourself yeah. at the end of the day. Well, so how did you both end up in the same field? Yeah. Our similar dad similar is a biological right? dentist and we call him the OG biohacker because he was experimenting, doing some weird stuff in the eighties and nineties. And so through osmosis, you know, we were like, oh, there's uh -huh. other ways. Uh -huh. There's not always a clear cut answer. We can experiment, kind of run N of one experimentation on ourselves, bring in these alternative therapies. I mean, he was using homeopathy supplements. There was always something kind of new going on. Mm -hmm. So it, you know, as kids, we're just like, oh, we're going to play on these toys. <laughs> but as we got older, we, we started to understand, oh, our dad was super curious. And that's always been such an admirable trait. Yeah. Curiosity, I find helps. Mm -hmm. It leads us to other answers. It, it mm -hmm. kind of diminishes the blind spots. It keeps us open to other possibilities. And I think that's really what we learned from our dad is just a curiosity to keep asking questions. I think that's how we get to the truth. If we just keep, keep on asking. Yeah. And, and Ren Renee, can you explain to us like what that is in the dental world? Because I know it's kind of starting to bubble up now. Um, I would love to like hear how yeah. you guys explain that to our listeners that are looking, you know, for an alternative option. Yeah. Um, yeah. In the dental well, world. I have to, go all the way back to how this began for our dad. Cause I, the story just, it blows my mind as many times as I've heard it and shared it in 1985, our oh. dad's best friend was diagnosed with stage four melanoma. He was given three to six months to live. They said, we can't even treat it. It's too severe. Just, you know, go home, get your papers in order. That's the end. This tough Italian guy was like, screw you. I'm not, I'm not dying kind of thing from Maryland at the time, flew out to California. He found this alternative cancer clinic and flew out there. And as soon as he came in, they said, open your mouth. All of the metal in your mouth has to come out before we can treat your cancer. And he's like, what does that have to do with my cancer? Flies home. Our dad, who had been practicing traditional dentistry for about five, six years, says, yeah, what does the metal have to do with your cancer? I have no idea. No idea. The curiosity piece. This is where it all began. He's like, hmm, if someone thinks that, I'm going to look into it. And in 1985, you know, he's trying to find the research. He flies out to Colorado, studies with Dr. Hal Huggins, who's really like the pioneer for holistic biological dentistry, and realizes, oh, these fillings are 50% mercury. Mercury is toxic. Oh. And the rest unfolds. And he's been practicing holistic dentistry since then. So, what is holistic or biological dentistry? Oh, wait. The best part of the story, his friend is still alive today. Yes. Alive that's and amazing. well. He is thriving. I love He's this. thriving. Oh. So he had all of the your dad removed all of the fillings and replaced them, I'm sure, with yeah, like porcelain safer. or an alternative, you know, at the time. And they then he went through mm -hmm. treatment, a holistic treatment, mm -hmm. and is now here with us. 
I love that. Yeah. Not with us, yeah. but with, you know, your family. Cool. So that was 1985. Okay. So that was like, awesome. you know, the pivotal year for our dad's career. So holistic biological dentistry, a couple of things. So one is the mouth is really the window to the body. So by looking at the mouth, we can see so much of what's happening mm-hmm. elsewhere in the body and vice versa. What's happening in the body is impacting our teeth. Um, you know, people think like the mouth is like this separate part of the body. All we have to do is brush and floss and call it a day but it's all connected, right? We can also see it's connected to now dementia, Alzheimer's, heart disease, cancer, uh, so many things. And so holistic and biological dentistry is also looking at not putting anything toxic in the mouth, in the mouth. So no fluoride, no metals. So not just mercury, but no silver, no gold, um, root canals. It's a whole another issue. Oh, don't get a root canal. Yeah. If you're listening yeah. to this, it's, never do You know, it. the right. analogy our dad uses is a root canal is like if you had gangrene in your toe, would you core it out, shove some plastic putty in there and just seal it up? No, you would amputate it. You would amputate it. Probably not. A root canal is the same thing. You're just coring it out. You're leaving this dead organ in your body, which then can harbor anaerobic bacteria. And then that bacteria can then leach into the rest mm-hmm. of the body, causing mm-hmm. a lot of issues. So- yeah, root canals, if you're not familiar with that, definitely look that up. Dr. Hal Huggins is great. Um, Dr. Thomas Levy has written multiple books about that. So root canals, no no, no good. Um, also mm-hmm. cavitation, so similar in that it can become this like anaerobic uh, area for bacteria to thrive. And a lot of things like Lyme and Babesia, mm-hmm. we see a lot mm-hmm. of nasty things that will live in there. And cavitations mm-hmm. are kind of an interesting one because people will just say, oh, I don't have a cavitation. Well, you might. If you've ever had a tooth out, wisdom teeth, massive areas. And most of us had wisdom teeth out, right? The problem is they pull the tooth out. They don't take the periodontal ligament out. And then it becomes this hole and bacteria and just like thrive in there. So mm-hmm. if you've ever had teeth out, you definitely want to get that checked. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You don't go on a whole tangent, but it's so yeah. No, you no, have it's... to look at the dental component and, you know, mm-hmm. biological and holistic dentists are popping up more and more, which is great. So, you know, find one in your area and make sure that you're not missing something uh, for your health. I just want to add on. Oh, yeah, yeah. Hey, but do you want to hear something? Just to add on yeah, and go for, finish no, go for that. No, you just hear you finish, 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 yeah. finish. To round this piece out because we do have to look at the mouth because it's not separate from the body. But hearing yeah. my uh, about the patients right. that my dad sees, sometimes he does see patients that think, oh, if I just take care of my mouth, I don't have to do anything else. So- it's like a constant <laughs> learning and understanding that we have to zoom out and do all of the things. Cause he does see those people that still think it exists in isolation, even though they came to him because my dad is preaching. It's the whole body. Right. And something that my dad learned from Hal Huggins, who Renee was talking about is this famous question that he asked all of his patients. When did you decide to get sick? Because a lot of us we have this spiritual bypassing where we are using illness, sickness, something wrong in the body as a way to avoid and distract ourselves from doing the work. Right. It caused dis-ease in the body because we're not looking at what the main source is. We should all really be friends. We should be friends. Because we, we teach from beware of your thoughts for your thoughts become words. Beware of your words for your words become actions. Beware of your actions for your action becomes your character. Beware of your character because your character becomes your destiny at home in all relationships and so in the hospital. Good. Wow. This is the truth. Your thoughts <laughs> become the thoughts. thoughts. But this is, yes, they they're are. everything. They are. they are. And, but anyway, this is a weird synchronicity because of, right. I'll let it's her, so it's funny. Her. That, I'm so funny that this you said that. Thing. So this is, this is, 
amazing that we're talking about this. So um, a couple years ago when I lived in California, I had a tooth looked at that was, it was super angry. It went from a root, the shitty dentist, mind you, I went to because my insurance covered it and I didn't want to fly back to Colorado to my amazing dentist here. Um, so there, yeah, there's two stories. It's quite crazy about this. So at the time I was actually involved with a guy who was in his senior year of dental school and he looked at the x-rays and he's like, you don't need a root canal. They're full of shit. No, don't do it. So anyways, they, they did this like small surface cavity fill, whatever. Um, fast forward, I come back to Colorado and it's still giving me all these issues. And I'm like, there's something wrong. It's not the tooth. It's the gum. It, there's something wrong with my mouth. Like I couldn't figure it out. It always was giving me issues. And I started like talking to Meg and she was like fixing. I had severe adrenal fatigue. I had some spleen issues, had all this stuff. And, um, I started talking to our dentist who is very involved in the medical medical. He's really like world renowned in that, but he's so, about anything holistic in the body, right? Like what is connected to this? What's connected to that? So he went in, he, he did have to actually fix the tooth because the dentist that originally had done work on it really did a job. And I started doing all this research on it. And I realized it was the spleen line, the meridian spleen line in my body. And I had to, this one was the one who actually was like, no, 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 we've got to look at this. And since I've gone through and done a spleen detox, I've been way more aware of my adrenals. I've been on certain supplements. I actually have zero problems mm-hmm. with that tooth now mm-hmm. because at one point it went from a root canal to a potential bridge to all of these things. Right. But it was something in my body that I had to look at because it was directly attached. Um, so with that being said, <clears throat> we just sat in ayahuasca last weekend and I have massive mouth trauma. Um, I started having teeth removed as early as seven because my jaw was so small and teeth were like coming in and there just wasn't space. And, um, I don't even, I don't even know how many teeth I had removed. And so I had braces for a long time, got my braces off. I had a super severe traumatic, um, root, uh, not root. What are these called? Wisdom teeth. Um, one got really infected. The dentist was like, we got to put you on antibiotics. And then we have to have like an emergency removal to have these taken out. And, um, so much trauma, like so much facial trauma that I really didn't, I never even thought about it. Like I knew it was there and I had suffered from migraines and shoulder aches and this and that, but I never even connected to the fact that it was my jaw, like all of this trauma in my face. And so we go down to Mexico last weekend and I sit in a full ceremony with ayahuasca, not even thinking or putting into my intention. And I go into ceremony and I don't know how long this happened, but I had a full dental surgery done while I was in it of the plant actually removing all of the trauma from my face Mm -hmm. and healing all of the energetic lines that had been westernized and ideally broken. You know, you were talking about those tendons, right? Like at one point, like my face was, I could see myself like my whole, like my, I was like an out-of-body experience and I could see all of these teeth. They were like taking them out and they were doing all this like energy. There was all this energy spinning in my jaw and on my neck. And, and it was just telling me like, these are, this is all stuck energy that I'm moving. They're, they're no longer serving you. This is, this is being moved and processed. And then of course I like thought I was going to never have teeth. It was a crazy experience. I was like, Oh my God, am I going to wake up? You know? And I, I like woke up and, uh, 
I like was laying there. I was looking at the sky and there was like, and I was seeing a couple other crazy things. And in this whole experience, mother Aya was like, move your jaw to the right and move your jaw to the left. So I can put it back into alignment. And it literally, my jaw popped and popped. And I felt all of this like fluid, like rush through my body. And I was just like, oh my God, Mm -hmm. like that's what happened. Like it's gone. Like all of the pain, the suffering, everything I held is gone. And I was just like, it's remarkable how much trauma was in there. And I could feel all of it. Like I could, it was, it was just like, wow, this has like been holding me back because it's just been, it wasn't my choice, right? Like I was young and of course my parents did the best. They, they didn't know, obviously, you know, they did the best. They wanted me to have a beautiful smile, you know? Um, but it was, it was quite an experience. Like I woke up the next day and I was like, mega had jaw <laughs> surgery. And she was like, what? <laughs> Well, and it, it's not it's not to say that ayahuasca is the answer Dentist, to everything. Right. And I didn't so, go in even but, thinking about but that. But it's just a weird synchronicity. And that's what the yeah. company's named I, after. So we always point those out of like, we're meeting with you girls yeah. that have yeah. a dad that does this work. And, you know, again, that could have purely just been her processing the trauma of yeah. her mouth. Yeah. But we forget that things like that can be hugely traumatic that cause energy to be held in certain parts of our body that create this ease and that's why, you know, hearing stories about de- dentistry is, yeah. um, it's endlessly fascinating to me. And I think chiropractors and dentists are always the two most awake in the medical field. Yeah. I was pushing the boundaries. Because they understand the connection of energy and like how everything works in the body. Doctors don't necessarily always see the same things. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, anyway, I, I love that all was of those energy meridians are so powerful. And I had a similar experience. I had ankle surgery when I was in college mm-hmm. and was it absolutely necessary? I don't really know, but I just did it because I was young. I was in pain. I was like, just F it, yeah. do it. And I found out later it's out of my yeah. adrenal meridian and I had adrenal fatigue a couple of years later. Yep. Now, is it the cause of my adrenal fatigue? No. Mm-hmm. Like I, I did a lot of other things that put my body in that environment to allow it to express, right? Like we have a bucket, it's constantly filling up. And yeah. when the bucket gets too full, it spills over. Mm-hmm. So when you talk about that Westernized approach, mm-hmm. I mean, Western medicine is amazing and valuable and life-saving, but it is very Absolutely. reductionistic. Yes. yes. And we're looking at things in a silo and it's yes. like, whoa, yes. the body does not work like that at all. At all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. I, I'm, I have like a similar, I think about like, um, I had an emergency appendix removal, right. But it's same on the meridian line. It's actually an adrenal, um, it's on the adrenal. And I was in college. I was severely stressed out. I had no idea what the hell adrenal fatigue was. Like if someone would have told me that, I'm like, I love (laughs) coffee. Don't touch my caffeine. I have, I have things to do. Like, um, you know, and I think about that, like, would that have happened had I known that there were other options of maybe taking care of my body before I had to have an actual life-threatening Western medicine intervention, you know, and it happens, I, you know, every day, right? Western medicine saving lives every day, but that bucket got too full. Like it, we're spilling over and it's, um, it's just beginning. I think there's so much more to explore that we don't even, we haven't even touched into like but the, what the body can do. The, the feminine body also cannot take stress the way the masculine body can. We can go through birth and we can do a lot of things, but the, the, the stress and the, of the physical plane is not something that the feminine body reacts well to. So you, that's why you're seeing so much like 
number one killer of women is heart attacks and things like that, because you can't like the feminine body has to be able to flow and be, if you put it under restraint mm-hmm. all the time, you're going to kill it. Yeah. Like it, it just, you know, and that's why we're seeing pregnancy issues and things is the anxiety and stress on the feminine body. Nature doesn't give babies yeah, to stressed safe. out, anxious mothers. Like that yeah. would be a very bad life. That's it. We have a very bad life decision. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I'm like always <laughs> reminding my husband why but, I can't push the way he does. <laughs> I just need a little more recovery. Yes, I um, can't do it. Yeah, you're like, yeah, I'm gonna be yeah, my bubble bath now, sir. <laughs> so, do you want to hear my dental story? Circling all this together, who knew yes, we we're gonna talk about please. dentistry today? Dentistry. Yes, please. Do it. please. Well, that I know, and, right? And never know. Know. Never know. I'll bring this all together. So when I was 16, yeah. I I had a, a really bad relationship with alcohol. I abused the hell out of it. And I got really drunk and I ended up falling over a uh, basically a second story railing, face first. I landed here. I broke my jaw here, Ouch. here, here. Broke pretty much all these teeth. Like nightmare for our parents as dentists. And, um, and just as parents, as parents, really scary, really scary. So there's been a lot of shame and guilt around that day. And actually the, my 20, the 20 year anniversary is coming up in just a couple of weeks, which is like hard to believe it's been 20 years. Um, but a lot of shame and guilt around that. And through my plant medicine journeys, I have also learned shame and guilt has been a really big part of my whole life. And I think a lot of it, not to like blame the Catholic church, but I was raised in the, like, you're bad. You have, you, you've been sinning. You have to like, you know, repent your sins. And, um, that really was ingrained in me. And I didn't realize that until my recent trip to Costa Rica, where I went and sat with, uh, Wachuma and, you know, we did a lot of preparation. It was three days or four days of preparation before we did the ceremony. And I was like, wow, this shame guilt complex is huge for me huge. And I really tied a lot of that day to I like Lauren. I mean, what I put you through that day, what I put mom and dad through that day, what I put my friends through, like, so I felt so bad for everyone else. I mean, certainly I was suffering physically, but like the shame and guilt around what I put everyone that I loved through. And so, you know, I'm like, okay, I want to focus on this, but right. The plants will take you where they want to take you. So I lay down and I'm like, okay, you know, what do my ancestors want to show me, tell me, I'm just like being open-minded. This is my first like real, real deep journey. And within 30 minutes, I start like convulsing, like crying, just like, I can't even keep it in. It's like Mm -hmm. one of those, you're trying to like stifle it, but it's just like, and it's hard because there's 15 people around me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I don't want to like interrupt what they're going through, you know, but I just couldn't control the crying. Mm -hmm. Ended up basically having a funeral for my old self and with my eyes closed, the reason I'm bringing this up is what mm. you were saying. My jaw, like where I broke it, with my eyes closed, I felt like my jaw grew and grew and grew and grew. And I'm crying, I'm crying, crying. Mm-hmm. And then it releases and I stop crying. And I come out of it, come out of it, and I'm like, yeah. it's like I finally let go of the guilt and shame around that day. And like it actually I tell the story and it feels so different now than before. Like before I felt like. Mm-hmm. I want to share the story because I was an idiot and I should like, I should share it because I should like live in this guilt around it and like be, you know, just, I have to just suffer for the rest of my life. Cause I effed up, but now I tell it as like this, like almost third party telling it, like it happened. I'm over mm-hmm. it. Like I've moved on, but it was just so wild. That feeling of the jaw, just like expanding. 
Yeah. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. Mine was like, it was so big. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I hope my, like my subconscious, like, you know, you're there, but you're not. And I was just like, Oh my yeah. God, my face is huge. Yeah. I kept opening my eyes thinking like my jaw was going to be like here. <laughs> yeah. So wild. Yeah. And like someone asked me the other day when I was she was sat in, she sat in ceremony and she was like, I wonder if like there was any swelling happening when it happened. Oh. And I was like, I don't think so. But you know, there might have been. No, who knows? I didn't ask the shamans. <laughs> Dude, yeah. Medicine is crazy. It's crazy. I I mean, I love it. I think it's a huge teacher, but I mean, how do you explain something like that? Right? It's yeah. like, how do you I I because I'm so analytical. I have a Gemini moon. I want to analyze and have answers to everything. And one of the biggest lessons in my life is that some shit you just yep. cannot explain. Yeah. Like you just, it's God or what your understanding of God and you mm-hmm. just have to let it be. If not, you're going to crack and you're going to be in a Looney Tunes yeah. bin because if you try to analyze, how do you do like, it, it fascinates me. It's so yeah. profound. And you tell I us to people, that, yeah. like, you know, too. Yeah, I know. I, I, the way we, share it is just by living it right because people can feel that energy and that ease yeah you know when someone is in ease Mm -hmm. in their life and yeah it is it is fascinating i've actually had some of my most brilliant epiphanies actually on microdosing just some crazy like yeah oh Mm -hmm. my gosh my thinking mind is working so hard and i have uh, i love to look at parts Mm -hmm. work like internal family systems and recognizing I do have a shame part. I have a guilt part. I have a, I have a lot of protectors that keep me from being lazy, whatever that means. keeps me working because productivity is good. And then I have other protectors that go opposite direction. They're like, no, no rules. You need to be in flow. And none of them are good or bad, but being able to lay them out on the table and acknowledge all of them has been such a profound, like, sigh like a release acknowledging that these are just parts and voices and then if I allow them space then I can connect to self and self really doesn't think so much self is much more in my heart space it's just amazing I want to hear another yeah another synchronicity we had a um a lady this morning try to tell us that um, microdosing is a placebo and it doesn't work. And I was like, girlfriend, buckle up. Oh, she hasn't oh, tried, she hasn't it, tried it. it. There's all these researchers yeah. and scientists. There's all these scientists coming out now saying that it's not it doesn't do anything. And I was like, you know, scientists are basically the, like the modern day prostitutes. Like if you pay them enough, exactly. they'll say whatever you want them to yeah. say. Sadly, it's sadly. Well, but they're not doing the research on the microdosing. They're doing the research on the bigger doses for long-term effects. So mm-hmm. of course, like obviously, like, and also everyone's microdose experience is so different. Like we have people that come into our program all the time and they're like, it's not going to fucking work. I'm like, okay, that's fine. You can absolutely have that attitude. And by the time it's 12 weeks is over, they're like sobbing in happiness. And I'm like, but you did it. The plants mm-hmm. helped you, but you did the work and it's mm-hmm. different for everyone, you know, and science putting this like, oh, it's going to do X, Y, and Z. Well, X, Y, and Z is not real because each human is different. They, we've all had a different human experience. So of course the plant is going to serve us all individually. Science can't put that. I mean, I can't even create a hypothesis of that because everyone, you, you already debunked it because and how do you yeah, measure all so guilt different leaving the body? 
How do you measure like being able to acknowledge your <laughs> right. parts? We can't put that on paper. Right. That I know of. Right. And you can't, you can't also, yeah. Like you, like you can't be like, oh, I, I evaluated my ego today at 25%. Yeah. yeah. Like what? <laughs> but, uh, there's people that try to do that. There are. I know. I just, I think it's, but, it's very fascinating. Um, with the plant medicine, how have you guys decided like what plant medicines to take and like what was right for you? I want to know like how you guys have made those decisions because you're obviously very intellectual women, but also very in tune with your nervous systems, which is not so common these days. So how have you made choices, you know, for yourselves on what plant medicines to do, what plant medicines not to do? And, you know, how has that served you? Yeah. Can you jump in, I, Renee? Sure. Um, I will say like to one extreme, like ayahuasca, I have not done that intuitively. I don't know if it's like yeah. my long history of adrenal stuff. And, you know, and we talked about this when you were on our podcast, mm-hmm. like my mm-hmm. tendency to burn out and I have listened to your wisdom and I have made major changes in my life because I'm not going to burn out again. And I, I'm not feeling called to do ayahuasca, but I haven't done it. Um, with Shuma, Mm -hmm. the timing was right. Mm -hmm. I felt so called the people that I went with, like just the synchronicities that led up to going were just all so in line. And then I will say mushrooms. The first time I did mushrooms was definitely like a recreational setting. It was like, let's just have fun. But we still like, we sat down, we wrote down our intentions. Like we took it very seriously, but then it was just like fun, laughter, blah, blah, blah. Second time. I don't need to write down my intentions. This is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. We're all going to laugh. It's going to be a great time. I'm with, I was with Lauren in Joshua Tree. It was a nightmare. <laughs> um, what I would then call a bad trip, which then I later learned from one of my guides, there's no mm-hmm. such thing as a bad trip. I hear that. I hear her voice all the time. There's no such thing right. as a bad trip. Right. What did I learn from that experience? And fortunately, Lauren was there and she was like, there's something coming up. Something is happening, something that you need to deal mm-hmm. with. And I'm like, I'm never doing drugs again. My life is so good. I'm never doing this. I really, I came out of it, said I'm never touching, I'm never touching alcohol again. I'm never touching anything that alters my mind ever again. Here we are two years later. I've had many experiences since then. But that first experience mm-hmm. of the quote unquote bad trip taught me, I do have a hard time sitting still. I do have like the rushing women syndrome. I'm the ultimate planner, which can be a good thing. Like I, I'm like, how can I use my skill of being able to mm-hmm. plan things so well, but not let it disrupt my life. And even on Wachuma, I was like, okay, I'm done. I'm re- like hour five. I was like, I'm done. I'm ready to get off the ride. And the guide was like, you have seven more hours. <laughs> you better strap in. The ride's not over in. little girl. <laughs> There's yeah, no exit yeah. on and, this one. And he said, you need to learn to live in the discomfort. And I was like, but I don't want to be uncomfortable. And the lesson is that I get uncomfortable sitting in silence and just being still. There's such a huge lesson and, and, and the journey never ends, right? Like I'm still learning how to process that and how to make life changes. But it was very eye-opening that I can't just always be in the future. Um. So yeah, Wachuma was really an amazing one for me. Mushrooms is a tough one. I definitely struggle, but there's always a lesson in there. Yeah. I feel very called to psilocybin, like on on the daily. <laughs> yeah. And it's been so, because it's so grounding <laughs> for me. And I think that's really been a biggest part of my healing journey mm-hmm. is the slowing down more, more being, less doing. Mm-hmm. And um, 
LSD was on the periphery for so long. I wanted to do it, but I just, you know, I'm always checking with my intuition and I never got like full alignment. Let's do this until I did mm-hmm. happen to be a burning man. And, um, interesting situation. Cause I was, this is kind of just a fun story. I was performing in a show at burning man and I dropped acid when the sun was going down, knowing that I had to perform four hours later. And the guy that I got the medicine from was like, you'll peak at this time. It'll be great. He was in the show with me. He was like, I have full confidence. You're going to be amazing. It tapped into every freaking insecurity I've ever had. And I've been performing my entire life. This has been my life's work is to perform and dance and be creative. And um, it just was everything screaming in, in me. The truth serum was like, you're not good enough. You're letting people down. This is, you're such a failure. And um, it was really highly, highly uncomfortable. But this is just the fun part. The end of the story is that I performed and I've never been so fully like in my creative being and just like, I don't give a shit what anybody thinks right now. Like, this is why I perform and just like complete release and beauty, but really, really difficult. So that was like a little too sped up for me, that experience. Mm -hmm. So I do prefer the mushrooms just because I feel super in line with what it can offer and the slowing down and like micro and macro both have always there's always a through line and the through line is stop multitasking, slow down, just be. And through that, it's really helped with my parts work to figure out what self is again, because through all of our micro traumas through, you know, childhood through adulthood, I lost self. And I feel like that's how we show up in the world is our best selves. And that's actually why I do biohacking. Biohacking is so I can get out of my own way but until I was able to slow everything down and find self, you know, there wasn't, there wasn't a huge sense of honesty. And I always come back to radical honesty is like the number one way to create health. Because I think we intuitively do know if we can figure out how to get back to self and listen to our intuition, we know what we need for healing, whether it's more on the physical side or on the spiritual side, is it more nutrition? Is it more connection? Is it more quiet time is different for everybody, but until you can get quiet and get radically honest, There's nothing on the internet that's going to tell you what to do. Right. And you're bypassing again. Yeah. You're right back to where you started. You know, it's, you know, both of you, I think it's, I love that you've talked about burnout and like the, the speed of just like going, going, going. I mean, you guys run a company and you've been able to actually integrate plant medicine into helping you into like seeing those things. So you are, you know, you've used it to biohack, right? Your business, your life, your nervous system, um, with the, with the intentions and they, you know, as hard as they were, you know, Renee, like those moments of those bad trips and that, like, Oh shit, I'm in this. Right. And then to come out with that feeling of just like, okay, I got this. Like I can, I I can look at this and this is like, this is a part of my shadow that I get to be friends with. Like I can, I can do this, you know, it's, it's so important. And I think, you know, the world of plant medicine, we don't talk about the slowing down and the, the mind, right. Because we are, especially here in the Western world, you know, we, 
I know I keep talking about Mexico. We go down, you went down to Mexico. That's on, they're on island time. Mm-hmm. You want your coffee in five seconds? That's the, no, you're going to get in like 10 minutes. Sit yeah. down, enjoy the sunshine, you know, wear your flowy <laughs> dress, deal with it. You know, but here in the Western world, it's like, go, go, go. Instacart at your doorstep. Costco runs on, you know, a Friday night when no one's there. So you can just, mm-hmm. right? Um there's no slowing down here in the Western world. And if we're able to like, look at something that is so simple of a fungi plant medicine that can just let us be and be quiet and still even in the hardest of times with it. Um, you know, even on a microdose, it can be, things can come up and you're like, why am I sobbing? You know, you're like, uh, I only took 200 milligrams of this. Why am I crying all day? That <laughs> and analytical mind goes, you shouldn't um, be feeling It's that. such a, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. And then you're like, your ego is like, get up and just work. And then your inner child's like, I just want to cry. And your adult is like, so many voices. Be. Yeah. <laughs> it's like this, this, yeah, there's so many, um, you know, it's, it's such a, it's such a beautiful gift of, you know, having a plant medicine that can allow for us yeah. to just be, be. And I've actually noticed about it. microdosing LSD. I, I prefer that over psilocybin. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, but multitasking doesn't feel good when I'm microdose LSD. Yeah. And I'm sad. It's amazing how icky it can feel. Yeah. But just doing two things at once. Like I was listening to a podcast and walking and I was like, Oh God, no, I got to stop one (laughs) of these. It's too much. (laughs) You know, things that we do all the time. Like how many things do you multitask all at once? And you don't think twice eating a meal and talking on the phone and watching TV all the same time and doing that on a microdose. You're like, no, I got to just eat and eat with my hands and just yeah. smell the food. It's like amazing how rich an experience mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I only take a small amount and, and again, like, you know, people have their, their input and they're like, you know, yeah. there's no way you feel five micrograms or 10. I'm like, okay, well, that's your opinion. Yeah. yeah. That's your yeah. opinion. <laughs> I don't care. I don't care if you believe me or not. It changed my day. So there's that. <laughs> it's valuable. Do you microdose anything? Do you microdose anything else besides LSD and like mushrooms? Is there any others that you have explored in the microdosing world? Just the two. Yeah. I mean, we've used MDMA, but not micro. Yeah. 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 MDMA has been amazing for my own couples therapy. Just my partner and I like sitting down, Mm -hmm. we call it like our Indian style chats. It's just like, here we go. We're going to sit and talk and see what comes up. And it's been incredible. I, I would love if you would like to share exploring, um, going deeper on how that looks, um, how you like, how you navigate that with a partner. Um, and was he involved in it? Like before, did you introduce him? Um, you know, bringing it, bringing plant medicine into Yeah. I introduced him to it, uh, with some microdosing of psilocybin. We did a, a larger, you know, white man's heroes journey together. And, um, so he was much more open to any kind of experience and we had done MDMA recreationally that felt good to him. I introduced the idea of just sitting down and having what we've always done. We try to sit and face each other and talk and share. And, you know, when things get really difficult, our walls go up, we start being reactive. And so I said, you know, let's sit down and see if we can let some of those boundaries go. And I think the human mind and definitely mine, I go into that thinking, oh, he's going to let his walls down so then I can connect with him more. 
And it's, you know, I learned it time and time again. You learn that it's your own work and being able to show up for you, your 100% of the 50%. It's not about the other person. And so we've learned really like, stop focusing on what you want to get out of the other person. All you can do is worry about yourself. And so we've been able to fully show up in our 100% of our 50% and just get further. I mean, there's always more to work through and to enhance as a couple. And we've had plenty of challenges in our relationship because we're very different. Our communication styles were always very different. Um, but there's just like a cracking, there's a chipping away where we can be more honest and more vulnerable and really listen. I think that's it. It's like a real experience for truly listening without any agenda. It's not conditional. Listening and then receiving without responding. And that's what we do too much of, I think, in the in the modern world. Too much responding. Yeah, but we forget to listen. We're always listening to respond instead of just yeah. listening. Yeah. yeah. And it's and it sounds like you in your, in your work with it, in your, in your relationship, you've each become a hundred percent of self to be able to show almost as 200% in your relationship. Cause you're both at a hundred percent commitment and you're both in it. And, um, I love hearing that because so often we work, we work with couples all the time. They're it's their fault. They're doing it. Well, no, what are you cleaning your side of the road? You know, and, and being in that relationship of radical accountability of your side of the road and your side of the partnership mm -hmm. is huge. And, um, I love that you've brought medicine into that. Cause that's, I love that. Well, it's just projection projection. Yeah. Like don't underestimate the psychic power of projection. You know, it's over and over again. And even in myself, I see that it's like that person da 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 or that part, you know, it, it, and it's actually just me. That was such a good point, Lauren, that like, you know, so much of what we see in other people or triggers us in other people is really just oh, yeah. a mirror. Oh yeah. And that's why being triggered is so freaking lovely. And I always am like, yes, thank you for that. Because now I see, but for so long in my life, I was like, <sighs> but then when I really looked at it, I was like, that was a fear of mine that that person just manifested mm -hmm. for me because I was afraid of it. That's not them. That's me. Like, and it, it it's just such a, if everybody took radical accountability for themselves, do you know what a happy, healthy world? Because we would be independent people having interdependent relationships. There wouldn't be codependency anymore. Or somebody actually had an interaction this morning with my mother of like, do you have a problem with me? Because you're really angry towards me. And I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? Like, I just came back from doing ayahuasca. Like yeah. I'm still kind of in my own little world, but that's her projection. And for me to not take that personally was, I was sitting there, I was like, oh, wow. So she has a problem with me and she's projecting that I have a problem with her. Huh, I wonder what that is. I guess when she's ready, oh, she'll yeah. tell me. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's just <laughs> slowing it down and but not letting it so cat catapult into something yeah, else. And yeah. The mirror situation is so powerful. And that's a big part. I think of parts work. They show like racism is is essentially an effect of the parts that we don't like in ourselves and we are, we're just projecting it. So how do you not, one, how do you do your own work and then not have an agenda in a relationship? We can't control other people. And that's been a huge thing for me is exactly. like my desire to control. Is that my spiritual bypassing? Probably. We all love control because that's what we know. Yes. We have no control. Love it. Cause then I get to 
I get to play God <laughs> when I control things. Yeah, I win the out? game. Not, not well, well <laughs> but game. I love it. I failed. I face plant in the game. That's when I get yeah. like road rash on my face. Like, like I just got drugged like oh 50 God. feet by a girl. Like, should I put it? Should I put it in the God box? I, I have a friend that she calls pain. her triggers. She's like, or think she says, think of triggers as a gift, but they're wrapped in like shit colored wrapping mm-hmm. paper. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. They have yeah. a whole bunch of poop emojis on it. She's like, well, once you unwrap it, it's like it's such a gift. <laughs> yeah. She must have got Put it that under the Max. Christmas tree. I love it. Yeah. It, is. it is. But man, does it suck to just like swallow that pride and that like ego and you're just like, oh, I really like I just and I'm a double Aries mm-hmm. Gemini. So like Horns, I just yeah. wanna like and I'm like Yeah. So much fire. Just fine, just breathe channel libra I'm energy i'm a libra and my husband is an aries yeah, yeah. see we balance each yeah. other yeah oh oh that's yeah. a great good job which, yeah that's um a very nice another interesting thing happened during our wachuma ceremony you know i was saying I, I was like asking the ancestors like what do you want to show me and some of it was like comical because it was my first <laughs> like really deep journey they were like we're just going to show you like the dimensions and the colors and the chakras and the rainbows and i'm like this is what you want to show me. Okay. This is cool. But the next thing they told me was, um, so my husband was laying next to me, which I know a lot of people are like, you have to separate from Mm -hmm. your spouse, but our guides let us stay together. We had just a pinky, our pinkies were holding each other. And then we're like flying off into different dimensions. But they told me that we've been together a hundred, hundreds of lifetimes. And, and I would love to hear what you guys think about that. Like, I believe it. I think that's so cool. And then I told one of my other friends that does a lot of ayahuasca guides and he said, and you will be together for future lifetimes until you're done teaching each other everything you need to teach each other. And so now we joke, like, please just hold back that one thing. Like, don't teach (laughs) me that one final thing. (laughs) Keep it to yourself, please. You are my Hilarious. person. Yeah. Just, I found you. Don't, don't, don't go there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I love that you both explore plant medicine with your spouses. Um, I remember I had a horrific breakup in 2019 and I um, had called one of my medium friends and she was like, you guys have done centuries together, like you multiple, multiple, multiple lifetimes. And this was the severing of the final, like I'd been his wife multiple times. Um, or in other forms of like feminine. <clears throat> and, um, mm. that was a severing wow. that relationship of me picking myself was severing the full contract. And it was so painful. And like, you know, obviously I wasn't in a plant medicine ceremony. This was happening in real life. And I remember being like, this lady's full of shit. Like how dare, like, how dare her tell me this. Right. And then I was like, wow, this makes so much sense. Cause there were so many lessons that I overcame when I looked and sat and process the breakup in the relationship that I was like, oh, this is like letting go of just it felt like it was like sludged mm, off wow. of me and just so gone. powerful. Yeah. It was it, it's it's remarkable <laughs> what happens on this plane. <laughs> yeah. I mean I I totally believe in that. 100%. I both of, you know, a lot of my plant medicine ceremonies have been around myself in a specific relationship contract that I have in this life and that I continue to fight with um because he's actually my first love and we're actually supposed according to plant medicine we're supposed to be together in this life and for me i'm double aries gemini patience patience (laughs) is a fucking thing 
And I'm like, I've been waiting seven years. Like, this is completely <laughs> bullshit. Like, what is happening? I want to sever everything. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to wait. I want to have babies. I want it to happen. And ayahuasca is just like, you're going to sit and you're going to wait. And it was funny because this last ceremony, I actually, you know, I, I fell asleep. And I was like, great, it's going to be a really calm ceremony. Nothing's going to happen. I'm just going to get to go to sleep. Like, yay. And then I got a tree branch literally broke off the tree and slammed into me. I thought oh someone God. had kicked me or hit me. Right. And I went from like dead asleep because I had an aura ring on and like, oh, yeah, from like crazy 49 heartbeats oh a minute gosh. up to 95. Cause I like sat up and was like, like, was that a demon? What the fuck? Like, who just kicked me? And then there's just like a tree branch laying there. And it was funny because then a voice came in and it says like, you have been reborn. And it was like, I finally mm. learned how to surrender. And it was like, now he's going to show up in like a week. And I was like, what? It's like, yeah, you finally learned your lesson. And your lesson is that, you know, it's that control. I want it to happen on my time when I'm ready. And he had, you know, like we both had lessons to learn, but he wasn't ready for me or it or whatever it was that has to take place in this lifetime. Um, but you know, it's been one of my biggest battles is like, well, I have this contract I have to honor, but I don't really want to honor it because I want now I want it to happen now, but we've done lifetimes together. And actually in one of my first plant medicine ceremonies, it showed me uh, and I don't know if this is true of all souls, but it's like our soul split. And that's why we can't even choose to be with anybody else. And it's funny because we even look alike. And I'm like, creepy. It's so weird. It's so weird. Like we dress the same. Like it's such an interesting. Wow. That's interesting. Um, I've had I've vibrational had energy. Multiple people ask me, I hate when they ask me this, if my husband and I are brother and sister. Yeah. Like, well, soulmates look alike. So disturbing. <laughs> you look alike. <laughs> Yeah. No, it, it's actually wild. very, very common because if you're a split soul, you will look alike because it's the feminine and the masculine energy fields. And, uh, it, it's, it's just, but what's funny is, is that I've always known he's my person. I just fought it because it wasn't happening on my time. And what plant medicine taught me, right. Is that all the answers are inside of us. We don't need plant medicine for that. And I've gone into deep meditations, even where he's there um, but it's so hard for me to wait in the 3d for us to be together, but that's divine timing. And that's the patience that an Aries has to learn is, that, you know, breathe, just be, it's going to be fine. Like what? Like you're not 80, it's going to be fine. But I, you know, it, it, it's, it's very humbling every time because for me, I get angry and I get impatient and I'm like, almost hateful. I want it now. And then I go into ceremony and I have to see the suffering and the pain that he's gone through, that his soul evolution had to go through. And my soul evolution had to go through because we like to think, or at least for me, I'll speak for myself. I like to think that I'm the one that's been like, Oh my God, I'm, you know, I've had to miss him and I've had to know all these things. And he's just been like off with all these other women and better da da da. And it's like, no, that's not the reality. That's just the victimhood that you like to play because mm -hmm. you want to be mm -hmm. angry and you want to find a reason to not be with him. Uh, but it it's, it's relationships are our greatest teacher. And it'll be one of my greatest lessons in this life is like learning uh, to surrender to the fact that he's one of my lessons that you have no control and that 
your soul knows, just be in your soul and be in that knowing and trust, have faith that things are going to come because I find over and over again is that people know the truth in their souls. And it's like what you were saying about health, Lauren. Um, it, and it's, it's that like, we know, why do we ever not trust that knowing in our hearts? It's because our mind talks us out of it. And when we get too far in our head is when life kind of breaks down and becomes chaotic. Um, so, so much of my process, especially in this last ceremony is just really learning to be in my heart and be in my center and trust that relationships just like Nicole and I ended up being sisters again in this life. Like we've been oh, yeah. sisters we've in had, so many lives. We've had crazy, like we've <laughs> done many past lives. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's cool. wild. But it, it's it's just so much coming back to the knowing. We all know so much more than we would like to give ourselves credit for. And that's not ego. Knowing is not ego. When you separate everything out and you really go into that center, you know your truth. And uh, you know, I think that's what plant medicine brings us back to over and over again, you know, these profound experiences. And then you kind of go, but was it that profound? Because mm -hmm. in my soul, I already knew this, you know, our souls are far more wise than we give them credit for. And I think that's what the great awakening or the third wave of plant medicine is really doing is just realizing that all the answers are within. And that when we stop focusing so much on the external and what we want in the material plane that that's basically hedonism, right? That we have health, we have wealth, we have friendship, we have love, we have everything that we need in that center. It's only when we go into the material of like the things we think that we need that stuff gets messed up. So, and that even is with disease and pain and cancers and all yeah. of the things. Yeah. Um, it's actually wild. It's the uh, gratification really versus the purpose or the meaning making. And it's interesting mm -hmm. that we mm -hmm. have access mm -hmm. to ease and flow and alignment. But to circle back to that question, like when did you decide to be sick? I think we could reframe that question in so many different ways. Like when did you decide to make things so hard? When did you oh, choose yeah. to try to control rather than to, to flow? But, you know, in some ways it's... Right it is easier because it's a hiding. Like what happens when we are faced with our truth? Sometimes we have to make really big changes and that's really scary as a human, but. Well, and we love, we love to be in that, right? Like we like to stay mm -hmm. comfortable. Yeah. It's because it's scary. It's scary knowing what, or not knowing like what's on the other side of the cliff. Often it's beautiful, but it's going to be uncomfortable for a second. So yeah, we choose, we choose the hiding and the pain, but I think it is important to know for everyone to know that there is access to ease. Yeah. I had a Absolutely. client. Um, I mean, I've had this happen numerous times with clients, but this one specifically stands out in my mind really sick. I mean, she just was like in bed all day, couldn't leave her house. She was able to collect disability and she finally realized she's like, oh my God, I hate my job. And being sick allows me to stay home and not work. And when she finally had that realization, I mean, she flipped her life upside down, got a new job, you know, and was better in no time. But she didn't realize that was, it was just because she didn't want to work. She didn't want to do her job. It was keeping her sick. And she was manifesting it into the, her thoughts were becoming her reality. Yeah. She was manifesting it into her field. 
Mm-hmm. Are together, wired together. So many I had an I have an opposite story of a client that is so aligned in her purpose and her job, and she works crazy hours. Like I look at her, I'm like, I don't know how. I see her schedule just back to back meetings for 14 hours a day, which I couldn't do. But she doesn't have great nutrition, Ooh. doesn't have great sleep ha- sleep habits. But she says, I am so aligned in what I'm doing. I energetically am so I, I'm thriving. And I'm thinking from a health coach perspective, and it's really has been so helpful to me to observe this, to go, oh my gosh, I don't have to nitpick. Like I don't have to yell at her about not eating her vegetables and exercising. Mm -mm. She has that flow and ease and alignment. And that is our greatest gift. And that's what we're working towards. And so her piece of the puzzle may look different than a lot of other people's, but if you can enjoy what you're doing day in, day out, oh my God, it's amazing. Yeah. Dang, I want her codes 14 hours a day. Like, but whoa. But think about that. Remember when you first like fall in love and you don't need to sleep and you don't need it and you glow and there's like all of that. But that's the same with, with, yeah. with, with work and stuff. We can live off of love when we really feel it in our souls, in our hearts, and everything. The most beautiful people are those damn people that are like so in love with each other that they're like kissing and touching, and you're like, oh my God, like mm-hmm. there's that energy. That's it. When you find it, Boom. but it, you don't need yeah. anything. You cracked the code, you know, Biohacked it. they're not eating. They're not sleeping. They're like living off of like oxygen and hormones, yeah, not and supplements like, and red lights. And how do we, <laughs> yeah, bio- yeah, yes. How do we biohack? <laughs> they, don't healing, they don't have an aura ring. Yeah. Damn them. I, something my husband has said to me numerous times over the years. It's so funny to me. Like sometimes like if I complain about being tired, you know, if I have like a day of, things I don't really want to do. And I'm like very tired and frustrated. And my husband will say, if you were at Disney world today, would you be tired? I'm like, good call. I would have energy. I would find the energy because I'd be yeah. at Disney. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And so yeah. he calls yeah. me out on that. I'm yeah. like, ah, oh, so good. That's Hey, you know, that's why, that's why, like you said, you guys are his, you're his yin to his yang, right? Like he calls you as he calls it like it is. And so few people don't have that, you know, they're in codependent relationships where someone won't say like, Hey, you're at Disneyland or Disney world, or I don't know, in a foreign country, you know, in Italy, wine tasting, you probably would find the energy. (laughs) (laughs) You find it now. Emails are a little different than like, you know, enjoying Italy, but you know, but that's, for tat. <laughs> but that's also the secret to manifesting yeah. when you put yourself where you already are, like where you want to be, right? Not where you are, where you want to be. Would you find the energy? How would you act? Like, what would you be doing? And when you place people into that field of like, what if you already had everything that you ever wanted? What would you be doing today to get you there? And it automatically, like everything shifts because you already have it. So you're already them. You're just on the path to, because, so it's so funny, right? It's all, we have all the answers. We just, you know, choose to collapse into what's, well, what we think is easy of like, well, that's not going to happen. Even if I act like that, like that's yeah. not going to happen. And that's true. That's the freaking No, I mean, it is poison. like the hokey advo- advice. It's like, it's- enjoy the destination. Like it's not the end point. And yeah. I find with my clients, the yeah. ones that have been faced with their own mortality seem to have the most joy and ease in their lives. Not that we want to like force situations like that upon people, but yeah, if you can acknowledge and be grateful for what you have today, there's nothing else. 
It's it's really true. I mean, there's a country song. I can't, I think it's by Tim McGraw, but it's like, he talks about, you know, the last, if you had, you know, 48 hours and you were diagnosed with, you know, terminally ill, what would you do? You know, he sings about like, you know, seeing his loved ones and enjoying the sunshine. And like, we forget that like every day is precious though, because we never know, like tomorrow may not be there because know, things happen and Mm -hmm. we don't know when our contract's up. We don't know when, you know, our name is called. Right. Um, and living in that mind space, we get so bogged down with all of the chatter, the social media, the news, the blah, 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 blah. Right. Even our own mind, our own minds can be our own worst enemies in that, but just letting go and being it's, it's so important. And we have so many things, even, you know, nature is plant medicine, you know, going outside, just getting sunshine and being in the being in the dirt and like being because it's it's all around us we just have to choose to step into it it's pure love it really is well ladies I um this was a great conversation I definitely (laughs) did not see it going where it went but sisters thank you so much for being on our show um you're just uh soul 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 alignment soul sees you know we see each other. If um, you ever want to be friends, we, we say yes to that the first now. Time too. <laughs> Just let us know. Girls trip. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we would love to ask you out of all the things in your life, what is the most pivotal synchronicity that you have experienced that led you on the path that you're currently on? I struggle with like the, the most, the number one. <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> Yeah, I know. It's hard to say. Is it the most? I think one of the wildest paths I have been on. So in high school, I was a ballet dancer, dreamed of going to New York, being a ballerina, injured my back, which ended that possibility of career. Went to Florida. I was like, all right, if I can't go to New York City, I'm going to Florida. Went down there, um, ended up meeting my husband, who I've been talking about nonstop on this podcast. Sorry. I talk about him a lot. And, um, an injury that seemed like, so, I mean, it was light, it was life-changing, but it seemed so unfair at the time. Like, why did this happen to me? Like my career is over and ended up meeting my soulmate again. And it changed my career too, to like become a biohacker and get, go back to school for nutrition and be here talking with you amazing people today. Like, I don't know. I think of like, how did that one Mm -hmm. thing change the course for the rest of my life? And everything has like fallen into line and just, just so grateful for how everything has come together. And you had no control over it, right? You went with it. Just, you went with it. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of no control. Lauren. We talked a little bit about this when you guys were on my podcast, but my career in performing, I was on Broadway, which came to an abrupt end with the pandemic. And then I wasn't allowed to go back because I didn't abide by the rules, which I felt were super unfair. And that was a trauma in itself. And I've had to work through the anger and the resentment that I've had. But um, the last three years of my life, I've had enormous growth and I've been able to do my greatest soul's work and I couldn't be happier what I'm doing now. And so didn't see that coming. I don't think anybody saw that coming, but then the pivot, even though it hurt and I miss that work so much. I mean, that's my livelihood dancing and performing, but um, I'm still in in alignment with my mission and 
it's just been the most amazing opportunity. And so much time with family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It reunited a lot of people and it reset a lot of things. Um, thank you both so much for what you're doing in this work, um, for just being here in this time and this sole contract you signed to be here because, you know, we need people fighting the, the good fight in the honesty of, you know, truth and being from doing their soul work. And ladies, if our audience wants to get a hold of you, listen to your podcast, do all of the things because you resi- you resonate with them. Um, yeah, we hang out on you? Instagram quite a bit, biohacker underscore babes. Our website is thebiohackerbabes.com. Our podcast comes out on Mondays and we kind of go all around the health spectrum. So hopefully there's something in there that resonates. And uh, we have our personal Instagram is Lauren underscore Sambatero. A lot of letters. I guess it can go in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm Renee Bells, just all one word. So yeah. Yeah. I would love to connect with people. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Yes. These ladies, like I said earlier in the show, um, they don't, they don't discriminate when it comes to biohacking. They touch all avenues, try new things. Um, they're, they're very curious, like, you know, their parents or their father, um, like they said earlier, but thank you again for being on our show and being here and sharing your story with thank us. Thanks for so having us. Thank you. And make sure that you follow us at synchronicity underscore sisters on Instagram. We are on all major platforms. And then, of course, we would love for you to give us a five-star rating and review the show for that. Other people that are out there searching for a new podcast to listen to. We hope you have a great day, and we will talk to you guys all soon.